Welcome to Keeping Tabs Podcast. I'm Tabitha Crock, and every Monday we speak with a different community member here in North Idaho. And then we end our weeks with what I love the most, adventures, outdoors, and sports. So follow along to hear some great stories and meet some very interesting people. All right, I have Shane Morjo, and I am so excited to chat with him today. He is running for state auditor in uh, Montana, and um, I know he has a great perspective on what's going on, and I want to just hear a little bit about him. Um, Backstory is that I've known Shane since we were in high school, met in uh, Australia playing basketball, so of all places, and now he's doing some amazing things. So tell us a little bit about you and what you're up to. Yeah, so um, a little bit about me. I, I grew up in Ronan, Montana, which is kind of a rural, definitely is rural Montana, um, and uh, went to school there. I um, came into Missoula, did uh, forestry school um, after getting my pilot's license and um, did that. And then after that, I went to law school here in Missoula and graduated law school and went and did a master's of law at the University of Arizona. And uh, came back and I started working as an attorney. I did a uh, prosecution for um, almost two years. And then I had an opportunity to uh, um, go and do some work at the state legislature here in Montana. And uh, I had the opportunity to do that for the Salish Kootenai tribes. And um, that's where I'm, where I'm from. I'm from the Salish Kootenai tribes. I'm a member there. And uh, I bit at that opportunity because I had the chance to go and work on healthcare issues. And uh, uh, Medicaid expansion was uh, one of the hot topics, at, at least here in Montana at that time and um, in 2013. And so decided to give it a shot and, and go over there and work and, and work on some legislation. And I thought I'd be a good person for it because at the time I thought I was an independent. Um, I think a lot of people and, and, and I'm sure Idaho is similar to Montana. You know, a lot of people are like, hey, you know, I, if I like you, I'll support you, you know, and um, that's how a lot of people feel here is is they kind of see the candidates as they come and, and they want to make a decision. And I think that's, you know, it's unique about um, our state and, and I believe it's similar in Idaho and makes you guys unique in that regard as well. So I um, got the chance to go over and, and work on that. And I left that legislative session, you know, after kind of interacting with the legislators at the, the state legislature. Um, in 2013 and then 2015, which is when we got Medicaid expansion passed here. Um, I left with that experience, uh, kind of a bad taste in my mouth. You know, I, I left with, um, you know, excited that we got some important work done for Montanans. Um, it took one session too long, in my opinion. But what I found was that when I, when I went up to talk to the Democratic candidates there, um, and I wanted to talk to them about issues that impacted you know, my community, not just the, the tribes in the, the community I grew up in, but everyone in that community, um, all the people I went to school with that I grew up with, I changed pipe for, you know, um, Buck Bales for, you know, it, it just it didn't seem like they had the best interest, that they had the interest in mind of all the people that I grew up with. And, and so I set on a mission to, to run for the legislature um, and ensure that they were getting that proper education, you know, and, and that's kind of my style. It's to have conversations with people, um, you know, not get upset or angry. Um, you know, I believe strongly in, you know, having difference of opinions, 
um, and being able to walk away from that and then come back and talk about things that we can we can agree on. But I knew this for me was really important because my experience in the legislature was that there was just too many assumptions about um, you know community the community I came from, um, Indian and non-Indian, and I needed to do something about that. And so um, I set out to run um, to to continue to do my work, especially to in, improve the um, healthcare system for Montanans. And uh, you know, over two sessions, both in leadership, we were able to get Medicaid expansion um, reauthorized in Montana, and uh, that brought me to um, this point where I'm at in my life now. You know, I I, I grew up wanting to go to college. Actually, as you mentioned, grew up playing basketball. I never wanted to even go to college at one point, and I was like, oh wait, I can go do this college thing. I can go play college basketball somewhere, you know. And so um, I signed a letter of intent to go and play basketball somewhere. And, uh, uh, and you know, it was at that point in my life, I was like, hey, I could actually just go to college and, and get educated and learn and, and get a good job, you know? So, um, so it led me to this point in my life where I'm at now, where after the last legislative session, I was looking at, you know, how can I help my community? How can I help other communities in Montana? And the state auditor's office, um, seemed like a very good fit for me and, and the things I've done in my life and how I can expand on that because this office regulates all insurance. It regulates all investments in Montana. Um, for me, it's critical for the community I, I grew up in. Um, it includes health health insurance. And so I saw this as an opportunity to, to be able to get people access to, to health care, um, ensuring that they have access to affordable, meaningful, and quality health care um, by regulation. And so this office is tasked with regulating those industries on behalf of the consumers. And, uh, you know, the only other thing that really left um, a pretty bad taste in my mouth, again, um, you, you kind of get accustomed to tasting bad foods in the legislature here and there. But um, I, had a, I had a bill uh, last session that I um, worked, I mean, it, I often say this, it probably took years off my life because I, it was stressful, um, put a lot of time into it. And I worked with a lot of people who, who were victims, and that was to increase the statute limitations for childhood sex abuse victims. And, uh, and that was something that was near and dear to my heart because uh, my grandmother was, was uh, sexually abused as a child. And so for me, it was kind of an opportunity to, to get her justice and all those other people out there in the world justice. And uh, we were able to expand the statute limitations for civil claims um, against abusers, and then we were able to um, eliminate the statute of limitations for criminal abuse. But the only opposition I had when I was in committee um, was an organization representing insurance companies. Um, and so to me, that was kind of a wake-up call to say, hey, these guys are putting their, their financial interests ahead of um, you know, children and people getting justice. And so with all of that stuff coupled together, this is where I decided, hey, I'm going to put my energy into this. Um, I think I, I, I'm just going to be myself and do my best to continue to represent people in my community and hopefully people see that. Wow, that's amazing. Um, and so there's a lot going on um, in this world right now with politics and what's happening. Um, you know, what is the importance of getting involved and voting and being a well-educated voter? Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 more critical than ever. I, you know, again, I grew up in a community where 
people often say, you know, hey, I'm not going to vote. Those guys don't care about me. Um, and what I found through my, my work, because I grew up with that belief too, and, and what I found, found through my work in advocacy is there are a lot of people who care about you. There are a lot of people who are trying to improve the quality of life for every single person in this state and, and across the country. And your vote really does matter, especially in, in a state like Montana, which is um, often red, but I believe purple. Um, we have a Democratic governor. Um, we have a Democratic senator, um, John Tester, and then we have Republicans. And, and um, a lot of them are, are my friends too, and I, and I work uh, very well with them to, to get a lot of good stuff done in our state. But I think we're at a, a crossroads here in, in our country. You know, we, I, I think big changes are likely to come on the front of, of the healthcare system. I still think that um, healthcare costs are extremely too high for people. Um, continue to climb and we need to do something about that. Um, you know, obviously you're seeing a lot of issues, uh, social justice issues come to the forefront. Um, here in Montana, uh, and, and this is another thing that I'm pretty passionate about, is the life expectancy of, a, of an Indian person in our state is um, around 20 years less than a non-Indian um, on average. And so, uh, and Indians in the state are at the bottom of every social indicator. And for me, you know, and there's a lot of people in our communities that are, you know, struggle with that. You know, I often bring that statistic up with our Indian communities, but there are a lot of people in the state, non-Indian as well, that that are struggling and scraping by too. And and we just have to start doing a lot more on that front. You know, whether it's getting access to uh, quality education. Um, right now, we see uh, um, an individual at the federal level um, who doesn't believe strongly in public education um, in Montana. We've had a really strong uh, public education system. I'm a product of that, that system. I'm proud of that. And uh, I think that's important, uh, coupled with the, the ability to have access to, to healthcare. Um, we often talk about how people, um, the, the great equalizer is education. Well, in my opinion, the having access to healthcare um, is right there in that equation, because if you don't have access to health healthcare, um, you're not having access to equal opportunities. And so, you know, I just see my, my role as doing what I can to, to help chip away at those things, to, to get people access um, to equal opportunity in this state. And um, I'm gonna continue to do my best for everybody, to advocate for everybody, continue to, to seek equal opportunity for everybody across the board. That's great. Um, here's a couple of fun questions. So what is, um what is one lesson learned the hard way? One what? Less one learned? Lesson, one lesson learned that you like oh, learned man. the hard way. Oh, you don't want me to get all serious in another like a uh, <laughs> healthcare system question or education? You can do anything. It can be um, personal. It can be whatever. <laughs> you know, I, I think, I mean, everything we do is, is initially learn the hard way, you know, and, um, and I think it's just kind of it's repetition, you know. I think to, I think the basketball um, that that you know to me, like I'm a short, you know. Most people think I'm like oh, you're a you're a basketball player. I thought you were maybe a wrestler or not an athlete at all, you know. Um, and so you know, I just think it's persistence on all fronts. Um, you know, for me, uh, education uh, was was tough for me in a lot of regards. I, I did really well in, um, you know, in middle school and elementary. And then 
kind of hit a couple um, dead spots in, in education um, from from people I don't think put as much effort into to to us as students. And then from there, we had really good teachers. And uh, and so I just I would say like don't get discouraged by you know um, moments in your life that may have sidetracked you a little bit. Um, you know, generally, you know, it's it's I guess. I'm looking at it from more of a macro level um, that you should shouldn't get discouraged and let those those small moments and blips in your life derail you from from um, reaching your goals. Um, because I, I just think if if you give up, you know, there's the alternative is you know a, a different road, and and you don't want to go down that road, you know. So um, so I, outside of that, I can't give a specific <laughs> lesson. Um, but maybe I'll think of one with your next question. <laughs> so um, this is a fun one. Favorite type of food? I would say favorite restaurant. I guess Missoula. What's your favorite restaurant in Missoula? Oh, um, Missoula has so many good restaurants. Yes. Um, and it's getting it's getting better. I, I would say my favorite food is baked goods. Um, and probably Bernice's Bakery is, is up there as one of my favorites just because they have um such amazing pastries and all that sort of thing and so um that's always one of my favorite places to go in in missoula i i save it for cheat days and special moments where you know i i just think i'm in a in a, in a mood to just feel good from eating something something tasty but yeah. um yeah i think that would be one of my my favorite places and favorite foods do you bake no i don't <laughs> <laughs> I just appreciate those those people who are good bakers. Exactly, so. it's just too much. Like you have to measure everything out like perfectly, or it messes it up. Um, exactly. Yeah. Favorite music. Oh, you know, I was just thinking about about this last night, actually, not because I was anticipating your questions or anything <laughs> like that, but I, uh, you know, I was working out in and have this little like gym set up downstairs and um, in my garage, and so I was working out and. It just kind of like one of my favorite things to do is is to kind of just zone out, um, work out for you know hour hours on end sometimes, and just kind of listen to music. You know, just kind of let my mind uh, let my mind go. But I like listening to dance music when I'm working out. It just gives me a little bit of energy, and um, you know, I I just love all music to be honest. But uh, that's one of my happy places though for sure is being able to kind of do two things at once from getting to, to work out and also listen to, to, to music that kind of gets me energized and uh, makes me feel good. makes me yeah. feel happy. Yeah. And it's a good, it is a good escape, especially when you're dealing with such heavy things that you deal with. It's probably like mm -hmm. the best way to just, just tune out for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is um, one thing you would give uh, a piece of advice to a younger you? A younger me? Um, you know, I, I would, I always tell younger me's that, you know, when people think about like law school or, um, you know, doing these, taking these steps in their life um, or lives, it's, you know, I often say it's just kind of like busy work a lot of it, you know, and, and to, to not, to just believe in yourself um, and know you can do it because I think a lot of times, especially in, in our systems, you know, the way I was, was kind of raised was to, um and you know i think there's always this perception that sometimes people aren't um especially in 
in any communities where I came from, you know, it was um, the expectation of what I was going to do was, you know, I remember telling people, here's what I want to do in my life. And they're like, oh, you know, maybe you should think about doing this. And I'm like, what? You know, like, um, you know, and so I, I think there's, and there's famous, there's like reports and tests on this, you know, where um, studies on, you know, people exceeding when you believe in them or um, empower them and uh, give them equal platforms and opportunities, like they will succeed, you know? And so for me, it's just, you know, believe in yourself, um, you know, find, find the, the pockets of people that will lift you up and, and, and empower you to, to do better uh, because you're, it's so easy to often find those, those groups where, you know, they, the, the naysayers or the, the people who don't believe in you um, and I think you just got to find life's often, oftentimes life's just about finding the, the, the proper networks and, and pockets for you and, and, the, and having those people, cause they exist. They, they, there's people in all of our communities that want to, um, help you and help build you up and, and that care about that. And so that's for me, that's just what I did. You know, any, any time I felt like, you know, Hey, giving up or, um, you know, that I wasn't capable of doing something. Um, you know, now I kind of think like, you know, you, you, you kind of, especially in the political world, you know, you go into the political world and you're like, you know, you go and work at the, like the legislature and, uh, you, you see some of these people and you're like, wow, these, these people are making laws for us. Like I can definitely do that, you know? So you just kind of get to a point in your life where you, where everything kind of, kind of comes full circle. And so, um, you know, just keep, just keep plugging away and then finding your niche. You know, it, it, sometimes it just takes, takes a little bit of digging and a little more time for every person, but eventually you will. Yeah. And I think we're pretty probably fortunate because we grew up in small communities. And so I always say that it, it does take a village to raise like a child. And then we, you grow up with people that are like constantly supporting you and there for you. Um, I, I do love that. Yeah. Growing up in a small yeah. you got that. Well, and it's great. Like you think, I mean, sometimes I think about that in the context of, you know, if something like, if I was down and out in my life, you know, I could probably go home and, and have people who would help me and, and let me stay with them and, and those sorts of things. And it, and it's sometimes hard to, for people to conceptualize like that that's not the reality for a lot of people, you know, and, and um, for us, like, you know, we're, I think we're fortunate in that regard, you know, we're, um, I think we, uh, you know, growing up in small communities are definitely different and especially in rural um, America, you know, rural Montana, rural Idaho. And, and so I, I kind of feel fortunate to grow up in that place, but I also try to kind of always open my mind to the fact that like, we're, you know, people don't have those same opportunities as, as we do and, or the same support networks, you know, oftentimes. And it's like, you know, if you're down and out and you grew up in, a community that doesn't have that and you don't have a lot of people you're homeless you know or or you're um you know you, you you're in a bad spot in your life and and constantly trying to dig yourself out and you know get back to to where you can find opportunities but um yeah we we are pretty pretty fortunate yeah. in that regard exactly um if you could teach one thing what would it be so if you could teach, could teach class, one thing and yeah mm-hmm. um you know if if at some point, if, uh, you know, at some point I'd like to teach, I'd like to coach, um, and, and be a basketball coach. I, uh, um, I mean, I, 
I guess that comes hand in hand with teaching. But, um, you know, I often say, say to myself, like, hey, if this, this campaign, you know, depending on what happens with this campaign, you know, win or lose, I'd like to, to look into opportunities to, to um, coach because I, I also think, you know, that's a powerful, you know, or a, an important part and moment in young people's lives is, is having uh, someone to help. It's, it's more than just X's and O's, you know, it's more than just basketball, you know, it's, it's um, having good role models and people who encourage you to, to be better, you know, and, um, and, you know, I, I look back and, and I had a lot of good people that um, instilled confidence in me through that, through that point in my life. But I also had people who um, doubted me, you know, and, and didn't make me feel, feel good about myself as a, as a young person. And, and I think we need to constantly be injecting, you know, positivity in, in young people's lives. And uh, I see that as an opportunity to do that. Um, if, if I can, it'd be nice to be able to do that in the community I grew up in. Um, for one of the schools, you know, even maybe the school I went to, but um, if I win this race, I'd be based in Helena. So I'd have to look at, and Helena's uh, got some big schools. Um, that's the, the capital in Montana, and, and there's some good quality programs there. And, and um, I think they're often a couple of the schools or one of the schools is usually like right in the mix for state championships every year. So maybe I'd have to start at an assistant level there or something, I don't know, but um, I like, I just enjoy being around that, you know, and, and, and seeing, um, you know, people grow. That's, it's, it's just something I enjoy doing and seeing. Oh yeah. And there's so many things you learn, um, as a kid from a coach or from a team, or, I mean, some of the best life lessons you can learn from being on the court. Yeah. And I mean, I think one of the big life lessons from, from sports that I always, you know, take away is. Uh, it's, it's also an opportunity for people to prove people wrong. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, and I mean, I just, I had to work my butt off to be average at basketball. You know, there were certain, certain things that I was better at and I just enjoyed, I just loved the game, you know, and, um, you know, and so I had to work extra hard as a, as a shorter point guard, you know, as a shorter person to, to, to be good at it. And so, um, you know, and so I think it's an opportunity for you to also show, you're capable of doing things, you know, sports is an opportunity to show you can be good at something, even if there's certain people who doubt you um, or uh, don't believe in you, you know, it's, it's, it's a, you can also empower yourself in, in those sorts of activities, which I really appreciate. Yeah. All right. So tell us, um, leave us up with something positive um, and anything you would like to let people listening know about voting or anything about you. Um, so yeah, just leave us with something. Uh, and we have a lot of people from Montana that, uh, watch my videos and podcasts. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah. So something positive, uh, you know, I, I think, um, well right now in, in our country, you know, it's, I, I mentioned this earlier, it's, I think we're at a crossroads and, and, um, I'd say roads, you know, like a, four-way intersection, so to speak, but, um, you know, but I think the positive thing about all of that is I think there's, uh, there's more good people in, in this country and our, in our states than, than there is bad, you know, or those people who um, kind of prey on, um, you know, unrest or uh, um, chaos in our country, and, and I think that typically always prevails in our country, and, and I, I would say that 
the, one of the positive things is like we, from all of what's going on, we need to seek is actual change. Um, you know, I, I think it needs to be substantive and, and um, we need to see, we need to see some changes in our country. Um, you know, I bring up that statistic earlier because I, I think uh, um, it's important, the statistic of, you know, the social indicators and, and the fact that, you know, that life expectancy for, for natives, you know, it's, when you have those conversations, you know, it's, um, there's, there's a larger problem. And, and I think we, we need to work together to address those because they're not going to just change by, you know, one person, you know, and, and it's, it's everybody having those conversations. But what I would say is the positive part of all of that is <laughs> tend to like go into like the, the, the sad news of all this, but, um, <laughs> but it's important. Like we have to have those, it's, we have to have those conversations and, and I'm proud to live where I do because I, I believe that more people, um, you know, at the end of the day are, are willing to have those and, and to um, make those changes and, and elect people who are going to get into those positions to, to, make those changes as well or um you know implement new new ideas you know not just changes but new sometimes it's just the change is actually just thinking outside the box a little bit and and, and trying new things so i would say i'm i'm always grateful for the, the good people that we're all around and and i think um at the end of the day that's the positive part is that those are the folks that i, I typically i'm proud to call friends and neighbors are the ones who step up and um, are supporting supporting um, our friends who need it you know um, so that that would be probably you know one of the reasons I think you definitely everybody needs to vote and and we need to, need to vote for people who are gonna um, make those create those new opportunities for people yeah it's perfect so if you're in Montana make sure that you vote for Shane um, and re election is in November yep Perfect. And everybody that's listening, everybody in this country, please register to vote. Um, that's my platform. Um, and go vote and vote educated. Know who you're um, voting for. Um, so thank you so much, Shane. And I really appreciate your time. And this has been great. Yeah, thanks for having me.